Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the Word of God. Daniel chapter number 6, verse number 11, and it states, And then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. In another translation, it states, Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. And for the next few moments, I just want to preach to you a prayer for tomorrow. A prayer for tomorrow. And I believe that God's going to do great things at the end of this service. And how many of you have ever prayed a prayer that you, weren't, you knew God probably wasn't going to answer? For example, just to give you some peace of mind, I have prayed such a prayer. I'll never forget the night that I was going over to one of my buddies on the basketball team house and we were going to play video games until the wee hours of the morning. We had ordered pizza and it was going to be a great night. However, it was raining and my dad had just gotten a brand new car and he was out of town. And in my mind, the thought process was his car was fast, and I just needed a fast car this night. And um, most situations are decisions that you make in high school where you're saying, just one time, it's usually probably never a good thing. And I remember saying as I was backing out of this wet, rainy driveway that was probably big enough for a small car, let alone the fact that I had put two cars in there, again, because you make lots of great decisions when you're in a hurry. And I said, I'm just going to take dad's car tonight. It's going to be fine. I'm going to show up to my buddy's house and everybody's going to think I've got a cool new car. And even though it's not mine, it's still, I got a cool new car. And as I was backing out, all I heard was, (sighs) and I hop out. Now, mind you, the pizza has already been ordered which means it's going to be at my buddy's house very soon. So the normal thing would do, do to be to hop out and to inspect the damage and to see what this is going to cost. However, me being knowing that there was hot pizza with my name on it, I prayed a prayer, I looked at the damage, I said, God, you're going to fix this by tomorrow morning when my dad gets home, and we're going to be good. I prayed that prayer knowing full well that the next morning that car was not going to be fixed. There are just some mistakes. God's going to just say, you know what? You deal with this. And I very well knew that my prayer for tomorrow would not be answered. However, there have been prayers that I have prayed for today that I knew that the answer would come tomorrow. And we believe and we expect God to do great and mighty things. And We've all prayed the prayer that, God, we need you to move in such a mighty way. And it it may not be able to be resolved in that moment, but we know in the coming days that we're praying and we're believing that God will do that. And we have all prayed prayers for times where we haven't seen the answer yet. And we just continue to pray them. And we keep saying that I have a prayer for tomorrow, just believing that God will be faithful to his word. However, in this narrative that we find tonight, 
in the book of Daniel, we see this story that this is the last recorded prayer in the book of Daniel that before he goes to the lion's den. Daniel had heard the decree of King Darius and he knew that there was to be no other worshiping that would be done or no other praying, but he decided that his relationship with God was important and that his prayer life was important. When the enemy comes in and tries to separate someone from God, he usually goes after the prayer life first. Where we say, maybe I'll just pray later or if I don't, I, I slept a little too late this morning or perhaps I, I, I just am a little exhausted and we maybe get a little lax on our prayer life and it can be at times the way that the enemy is trying to separate us in our relationship with God. However, in our text chapter, we see that when the decree was made, we see that Daniel goes back to his spot where he could get a hold of God. And then the Bible states he, he, he was found praying and making supplication before his God. And, and part of me wonders, um, had these guys not heard the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? The last time that they tried to take out somebody that was a one true believer of the one true living God. But it didn't matter. They decided in their mind that Daniel needed to be gone. And the Bible states early on in the chapter 6 that they couldn't find fault with him because he was a man of honesty and integrity. And there was nothing that they could do to prove to Darius that this man, this Daniel, this, this Hebrew that was worshiping the one true living God who wasn't like them, who, who thought differently, who had faith, who knew that his God could do great and mighty things. And here they are praying to nobody, to, to something that isn't answering their prayers. And we see this story begin to unfold and we know the story again. And if you don't know it, what happens is these men go to Darius the king and they say, if, if anybody is found that is worshiping another god, we need to throw them in the lion's den and we need your approval. And, and Darius says, absolutely, go on and do it. And then they tell him that Daniel is the one. And he says with all the, with all the pain in his voice, he says, this is what I've decreed, therefore it must be done. And we see that it is so interesting that, Dave, that Daniel began to pray in a time of trouble. When you go into a time of trouble, it is the best time to pray. When you're in the good times, it is the best time to pray. It is always the best time to pray and to seek God. But Daniel, because he knew that his prayer life, he knew that his devotion with God was so important, this was nothing new for him. He said, you know what? I've been living in the enemy's camp for a long time. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep knowing, doing what I know how to do. And that's worshiping this one true living God. When we say, you know what, this world may not be my home. I'm just passing through. But while I'm here, I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to worship. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Because while I may be a foreigner in this land, while this may not be my home, I am going to seek the will of God. And so Daniel has this moment where he says, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to stop believing that God will do what he said he would do. And you see, there is something to be said when someone gets the idea of praying at all costs. You know, I, 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 sorry for the personal reference, but it just, it just melted my heart the other night. My daughter was laying in bed and she was saying, Daddy, my eye hurts. And you know how kids are. Anything to avoid going to bed. 
I've been called into her room saying, my leg is broken. And I'm like, how'd you break your leg? She's like, I don't know. It was just laying here. So sometimes when she says, my, something's hurting, I'm like, okay, well, all right. Thank God. She, she doesn't want to go to bed. It's great. So she, she calls me and she says, daddy, daddy. She says, my eye is hurting right here, right here. It hurts really bad. And I said, well, Vienna, I said, did you fall? She said, no, I can't think that I fell. And I said, well, tell me, she goes, what's really stinging and it just hurts. And again, as a kid, when they start to describe in great detail what's going on, the red flags go up and you're like, okay, well, great. That's going to be another trip to the doctor's office. And you're all excited about that because who wants to take their kid to the doctor's office in the middle of flu season? It's exciting. So I'm sitting there and, and again, I'm... Sometimes as a parent, I'm just like, I said, well, Vienna, I'm sure when you close your little eyes right now, it will go away. And when you wake up in the morning, you'll forget all about it. She goes, Daddy, it hurts worse when I close my eyes. And I'm like, oh, here we go. So here's the excuse why we can't sleep tonight. And my daughter's just a great sleeper, so I'm excited about that. But so I'm sitting there and I said, man, uh, all right. So I said, well, Vienna, I said, let, let me just, I said, let me give you a kiss and see if that makes it feel better. And, of course, that didn't work. So I said, all right. I said, well, why don't you just close your eyes, and in 10 minutes, if you're still awake, I'll come back and check on you. And three and a half minutes later, just like children, I hear from her room, Daddy! And I'm like, all right, all right. So I, I run back in there. I said, yes, Vienna. She goes, I prayed, and there is no pain anymore. Now... Now, we could look at that and say, you know what, that, that's, that's adorable. You know, there probably was no pain. I don't, even if there wasn't, the fact that she knows that she can pray to a God that's going to answer her need where she's at right there in that moment, that's the kind of prayers that we need to be praying, saying, God, I don't know, it may just be a little bit, but to me, God, it's a big deal. And right now, God, I'm asking you to move. And Daniel is sitting here in this moment saying, God, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds it. So, God, I'm just going to do what I know how to do and not seek your face when the church says you know what I don't know what the future may hold our world is a mess everything seems to be going wrong but God you are a man of your word I'm just going to stand here on your promises and I'm praying prayers for tomorrow and we may not understand how God is working. We may not understand the intricacies of what he's doing or what he's not doing in the moment. But I can assure you that as the song that we sing so frequently says, even when I can't see it, he's still working. And I've come to tell somebody tonight that if we can pray a prayer today for the things that are going to come tomorrow, we'll be able to find ourselves just like Daniel and say, you know what? I may be marching to the lion's den. I may be marching to a place that is uncomfortable and unfamiliar, but I'm going to stand on the word of God and say that I know that the prayers I'm praying today can impact tomorrow God has been dealing with me about this idea of what we pray today impacts forever. What we pray today impacts tomorrow. And I've just come to remind somebody tonight in the Holy Ghost that the prayers that you have been praying for today, and maybe you don't see it, maybe you don't feel it. And for some of us, as Pastor Justin was mentioning, we might be in a battle right now. We might be in a trial. And we're saying, God, I don't know how tomorrow is going to look, but I'm praying prayers today that are going to impact tomorrow. And I've come to tell somebody tonight, 
Keep praying those prayers. Keep believing that God's going to do it today and tomorrow. That he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same God that was there when Daniel walked into that lion's den. And he's the same God that was there when Daniel walked out with not a scrape or a scratch. And I've come to tell somebody tonight that the prayers for today can impact tomorrow. You want to know why at the altar call that we gather and we want to feel the presence of God? It's because that we know that here in this place, this is a safe place. This is with people of like precious faith. But the moment that you leave this place, you're walking into a lion's den because you're walking in as a sheep to the slaughter. And there's somebody that's waiting on you to say, you know what, I'm going to have a spiritual conversation. We're going to have a moment with God, you and I. And it may not look pretty. It may be in the lion's den, but the prayers that we prayed in here today are going to affect tomorrow the spiritual conversations that Daniel was having with God impacted his tomorrow you see there are a million different things that are going wrong in our world these things are pulling for us they're vying for us and if we aren't careful it's very easy to become overwhelmed by a quick show of hands in the last three years how many people have felt overwhelmed all around us that's right and we get in these moments and in these times where we sit there sometimes blankly as if staring at a wall that's we're waiting for paint to dry and we're saying God what do I pray I don't know what to pray I don't even know what to say God and the word just begins to come back to us begin to pray prayers today for tomorrow begin to believe that what I did yesterday I can do tomorrow Begin to believe that the promises that have already come, I can do again. And I truly believe that there are people that are in this room that you've felt worn down. You felt like you've prayed and felt like your prayer hasn't been answered. But I just want to remind somebody tonight that the prayers that we pray today impact tomorrow. But not just for you. They impact those that are around you. You see, Daniel's prayer for what he, whatever he was praying in that moment ultimately ended up not being just a prayer for his safety out of the lion's den, but it began to be the very prayer that Darius knew that this God that he prayed to would answer his prayers. Could it be that the prayers that you've been praying, God has been saying, listen, I'm getting ready to do something incredible in your life, but it's not just for you, it's for those that are around you. And I firmly believe that what Bishop talked about the beginning of this year, give me five. I believe that some of us have been praying prayers and I've heard testimonies already of people that have been praying prayers for spiritual conversations to come about and it's led to a miracle. And I've come to tell somebody tonight that if we can just get under, get in our mind that the prayer I'm praying today is going to impact somebody's tomorrow, it's going to impact somebody's destiny that God can begin to do the supernatural. So we see there are three things that I I found in this scripture that just hit me like a ton of bricks when I read this. It was the Bible states that Daniel was praying and he was found praying and making supplication before his God. If you want to begin to pray prayers for today and pray them today for tomorrow, you've got to make it about your relationship with God. It can't be just what we feel and what what is preached and what we feel in the altar, but we've got to take it further to where it's our relationship with God. 
If you want to see God do great and mighty things in your life, you get a relationship with the one who created the heavens and the earth. And I can guarantee you the prayers you pray today will begin to affect your tomorrow. It was his God. But here we see the next thing is he prayed despite his surroundings. You see, when you are in the midst of chaos, when you are in the midst of a storm, very near can be Jesus laying in the boat. We know that. That's amazing. But I'll never forget in this, this moment of praying in my surroundings and praying in spite of hurt was, and I think I've shared this story, and if I have, I apologize, but I, I, I don't. My grandfather a couple years ago, one of the greatest men of God I've ever met, 2021, passed away from COVID. And he had been on the ventilator. He had, been, he had just been in agony for weeks. And he had been pre- aware of all of the things that were going on, but that he was on oxygen. And, and finally, after weeks on end, he had told them, he said, you know, I, I, if God's going to heal me, we're going to take me off the oxygen. And if not, I'm going to be walking on streets of gold. He said, I, I, I'm ready. He said, if not, he said, God will heal me. He said, I'm not worried about it. Laying on his deathbed. And I remember I called him moments before they took the oxygen off. I was one of the last people to talk to him over the phone. And I remember looking at him. And I said, Grandpa, I said, can you hear me? And he looked at me and he shook his head. And I said, Grandpa, I said, you've lived your whole life to walk on streets of gold. And I said, you're getting ready to go there because he knew that his time was coming. He knew that it was about to happen. And I said, Grandpa, I said, I can't wait to get there. And my grandpa, when I, when I grew up, he lived in Ohio. He pastored in Ohio. But every time I'd go to church at his church when we were there for Thanksgiving, Grandpa was my shouting buddy. I'll never forget as a six, seven-year-old kid, he would take me and we'd shout around the church together. When he would shout, we'd run around the church. And I just remember those memories. And I said, Grandpa, I said, we're going to be shouting on streets of gold together. And he just looked at me and he shook his head and he got a real big smile. And in the midst of the sadness and in the midst of the surroundings where it knew he knew that his death was imminent he knew that what he had lived his whole life for after he got a hold of God he said I'm getting ready to go to a place where streets are made of gold I'm getting ready to go to a place where there is no more sickness and he said I'm still going to worship I'm still going to praise and one of the last things he ever said that when he was alive was I can't wait to worship Jesus for all of eternity and I've come to tell somebody tonight that that was a grandfather who prayed for today and for tomorrow and I'm still here tonight because of his prayers because of his walk and relationship with God and I've come to tell somebody that it may look like a mess all around you but if you can just keep praying today tomorrow's prayers will be answered and I remember I tried to cry I tried to be upset But I couldn't be because I knew that my grandfather, he had made it. I knew that he was on to his reward in heaven. And I knew that he was walking on streets of gold. I knew that when I get there, he's going to be there waiting for me. And I knew that in that moment that I said, you know what? I've got to make it to heaven. I've got to do whatever it takes. I want my life. I want the prayers that I pray today to be the thing that sustains me in the midst of chaos. Woo. When we begin to pray prayers for today that impacts our tomorrow, something supernatural happens. You see, we, we have all, we've all prayed that prayer. God, if you can use anything, use me, Lord. You better be careful what you're praying for. Because I can assure you that God will 
partner with you. But there will be times where the enemy comes in like a flood to wipe everything out. And you see, I, this idea of praying prayers for today, today that will impact tomorrow, this is nothing new. I'm not bringing you anything that's revelatory. But I, I just believe that God wants to help somebody tonight. That is, Daniel began to pray. <clears throat> I believe that he knew that God was going to deliver him from the lion's den. I believe that. There's not Bible for it that says he knew that, but I just believe it. And I'll, and I'll tell you why I feel that way. Because if you skip down just a few verses later to verse number 16, it states, So the king gave the command, and they brought Daniel and cast him in the den of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. So Darius is saying, this is a formality. We're just going to get this over with because the God that you worship, the God that you were found praying to is going to, in fact, deliver you. So in my mind, I believe that Daniel knew that deliverance was just the next day away. I knew that it was just, he knew that, you know what, these lions are going to be nothing. There's not going to be a problem. He's going to be all right. And I believe that in that moment, because if you go back and you look at that word that is stating there for supplication, that doesn't mean that he was beseeching God and crying. and pouring. No, that word is used once. That instance of that Hebrew word is used once in the entire Bible. And it states that he was asking God for favor. I've come to tell somebody tonight that God's favor rests on the children of God. When the enemy has come in and told you that you're worthless, that God is not answering your prayers, and that there is no hope, remind him that you are a child of the living God and that God's favor rests upon his children. I've come to tell somebody tonight that there is prayers that we can pray today that can impact tomorrow, but say, God, I just need favor to walk into the lion's den because when I walk out, God, there's a revival on the other side. There is multiplication on the other side, and you might be in the lion's den of your spiritual world walk in relationship with God right now but on the other side of it when we begin to pray prayers today for tomorrow there will be multiplication in your life there will be duplication there will be disciples that are made and when Daniel began to pray he said God I have to have the favor on my life you see when you've got the favor of God on your life you can walk into the lion's den and know it may be uncomfortable. It may be awkward, but you know what? You can say, I've got God's favor. I've got God's hand on my life. I am a child of the one true living God. And Daniel, as the musicians come tonight, began to pray prayers today for tomorrow. He prayed that the favor of God would be with him. He prayed that God's hand would be upon him. And God did exactly what he said he would do. You see, I love, I love that the king just said, the God that you worship continually, every day, he's going to be the one that will deliver you. Daniel was a part of a daily church, Bishop. Every day he got alone with God. And when you get alone with God, there's the favor of God. It's been said God is not a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of sacrifice. 
You want the favor of God on your life in an unprecedented manner, you sacrifice. And here Daniel is, <laughs> comes to this moment, and he says, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing what I know how to do. Just pray. See, the enemy has backed some of us into the corner. And somebody is just, the enemy is just saying, you know what? God's not answering your prayer. God's not doing this. But I've just come to remind you, you just do what a child of God knows how to do. And that's just pray. Maybe the only words you can get out in the moment are, Jesus, help me. You pray them. You might not be able to pray. You might just have to sit there and weep for just a moment. But you sit there and just pour your heart out to God. Because when you begin to pray prayers for tomorrow, woo, it unlocks a favor like you've never seen before. You see, I've seen the favor of God in my life. I've seen God's favor when I didn't understand what was in front of me, what was around me, but I've seen God's favor. And somebody here tonight, you might be struggling and you're saying, there's no way I can pray a prayer for tomorrow, let alone today. But just take a step of faith and say, God, I can't see anything tomorrow, but I'm just going to pray like I can. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. And then I love how the Old Testament is brought forward to the New Testament as we stand tonight. John 17 and 15 states, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they may also be sanctified in truth. You see, throughout the Old Testament, we see God working and God doing incredible things. And we wonder where some of that went in the New Testament. But then I'm reminded of Peter being locked in a prison cell and the angel of the Lord coming and walking him out of the lion's den, if you will. I'm reminded of Apostle Paul being beaten and being they, they tried to kill him many times, but every single time, Until his appointed time, he was delivered. And I'm reminded, and I talked about it a couple weeks ago, Stephen being a man full of faith. As he's facing his death right in front of him, he looks to the Lord and he says, you know what? Do not hold it against him. (laughs) He knew that the prayers that he had prayed yesterday were going to be with him today. There are some of us that we've been praying. We've got prayers in the bank. We've got prayers in the vial. And God's getting ready to answer them. But tonight I just feel that's to remind somebody as it's found in Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. What am I saying? I'm saying that some of the prayers that you're praying today, tonight that you're going to pray when you come to the altar, you're saying, God, there is no way that this mountain can be leveled. But tonight, God, I'm going to pray it and tomorrow we're going to see what happens because I am a believer that if we can sit there and if we can see God, say, God, I'm going to hold you at your word. God, you've said that the enemy will not conquer me, God, if I walk in accordance to your word. If I'm baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, the enemy may come in all around me, but God, you will raise up a 
standard. And tonight, God, I'm standing on every promise, God, that I may not see the light. I may be in a room full of darkness, but God, I'm praying prayers tonight that are going to deliver me tomorrow. I'm not here just preaching something just to make everybody feel good, but I have been a witness and even in the last three weeks of God's favor on my life that were things that I said, God, I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know where this is going to come from, but God, you have stepped into the scene and I began to pray prayers and said, God, unless you do it, I don't know what's going to happen, but God, each and every time began to do it. Across this room, let's lift our hands right now. This altar is open if you want to make your way down here. I believe that God's getting ready to do something. I just feel this in the Holy Ghost. There are some of you where the enemy has been lying to you and telling you, and there are some of us in this very room that we have been struggling with finances, but I just want to tell somebody tonight in the Holy Ghost that God's getting ready to open the windows of heaven. You have sacrificed, you have given, and you have done all the things that you know how to do, and you're wondering where the next bill is going to be paid and how it's going to be paid, but I'm here tonight to tell somebody and remind them that the prayers that you prayed yesterday, God is getting ready to open the windows of heaven, and he's getting ready to pour out a blessing that you cannot contain. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.